0: metal the way it was meant to be classic 80's underground live on blogtalkradio.com Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show, with your host, Mike the Big G.
1: Fourth of July weekend to everybody. Seems to be a little trouble getting the chat room open tonight, but not that it matters. Not that many people come in anyway. But welcome back to the show. I know it's the Fourth of July weekend, so if you're hanging around your computer today listening in, I appreciate it. If not, you can catch the show later on during the week. Tonight, Kai Hansen of Gamma Ray and Halloween Fame got an interview with him, as well as Davey. Oh, excuse me, I am all backed up today from Vanna, so stick around. I got a couple great interviews and some good music for you. But we're going to keep the music going right now. Later on the show, I'm going to feature a brand new song by Tiberius Project. I want to thank Didba, who's always there for me and gives me the latest songs to play. But right now, how about we do some Witchfinder General. I haven't heard this song in a while. And I felt like getting it on. Music. General come off. That's off the Friends of Hell record From 1983 This Music I was crazy about those guys back in the 80's They had some great album covers There's always naked girls on there When you're a uh, preteen, that's all you want to see really And uh, Death Penalty was a, a really good record That came out in 1982 uh, This record Friends of Hell, they started changing up The style a little bit And everything kind of collapsed with them after that And they broke up And I know in 2008 they had put out a new record Called Resurrected but it was absolutely horrific, in my opinion, especially if you're a fan of the the earlier days and those early albums, uh, the burning of Sing- the burning of Sinner single and the Death Penalty record. They sounded nothing like that when they came back, and unfortunately, that's the case with a lot of bands that try to recreate what they did in the past instead of just moving on and doing something new. But we got some good music coming up for you here tonight. Like I said, we got a new song by Tiberius Project. We got the demolition segment, and then uh, look we'll at something off the Who Cares uh, single. Those uh, that's Tony Iommi, Nico McBrain, Jason Newstead, Ian Gillen We'll play one of those songs. They're kind of long, so we'll get on a little. We get on before the interview. How about we do that? But right now, let me see what I can get on for you here. I know I got to save this song for Reese, so I'll wait for her to come into the chat later on. Now, how about we do Crossfire? We head over to Belgium for a little bit. Metal Knives. <laughs> A Newstead on bass Ian Gillen on vocals And Nico McBrain on drums Pretty long song The other one's about the same length uh, That's all they put out It was like a two song sampler Hopefully it will do more I kind of like it Reminds me a little bit of Old Black Sabbath Especially around the Born Again era With Ian Gillen And a little bit of Deep Purple in there uh, I think Tommy's on the line Tommy, are you there?
2: Hey bro, what's
3: going
1: on? Uh, what's happening? There? Hang on a second Who, Who's calling? I think this is Alex Or it could be Ryan Ryan uses the same number too uh, Alex, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. I know Ryan comes in every now and then. Ryan and Tom, you're having a competition So who could be the co-host that calls in the latest?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I told well, you Ryan told. Ryan literally showed up in the last 20 minutes of the show. He's like, oh, oh sorry. Oh, you See, got okay, I, I, I to I told him. I told him he's on Central Time. I told him the show starts at 10 o'clock my time, and he thought it was 10 o'clock his time. So he calls me while the music's playing. He's like, oh, I'm in the car. Uh, coming back from the mall, and, uh, I'll be there in a half hour, and he gets there just in time to close the show.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, Tommy, no, we beat didn't, him, didn't so even, there you, did, you go. We didn't,
3: we didn't get to do half the segments we were planning, so we're going to have to do it Thursday.
1: I hear you. He knows what time it is. What mall is he going to in Arkansas? Malls in Arkansas is like when you walk up your block and you know, stop in <laughs> your neighbor's houses and pick stuff out of the closet. That's like a mall in Arkansas. <laughs> he, probably. Uh, maybe you had, the, the
2: ge- the, the, the had, had to go to the general store.
1: The general's like, that's probably oh, more like it.
2: Maybe Mr. Haney was outside with the pickup truck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you never know. That could be. You know, that Mr. Haney's be.
2: got some deals, you know.
1: I know. What I happens? know
2: He's got some <laughs> deals, that Mr. Haney. You ever watch. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true. But I don't know if you guys heard the song because you were online or not. That's that new Who, Ca- uh, Who, Ca- Who Cars project? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, No, I still haven't heard it yet.
1: That was just that was one of the two songs. I don't know what you thought about. I, I kinda like it. It's kind it
2: was kind, it's kinda of mellow that tune. The other one is a little more rocky. But yeah. uh it reminds me of a lot of Gil, the old Gillen uh you know, the old Gillen The um,
1: one Again uh era.
2: Yeah, It it reminds me of some uh, the first song reminded me of uh the Gillen uh, I mean the Gillen era. Are you talking about the solo stuff? And then this song reminded me of some of his solo, mellow solo stuff. But, I mean, he was RIP... I uh, only RIP's in it,
1: you know? Yeah, I know, the other. I know. I just, I, I love him. You know, he never fails, IOMI. Oh,
3: he's nah. a great, great
1: guitar player. Ian just has such a great voice, and I think it works so well, like, when IOMI gets to a groove, like, on certain songs with him. Yeah. You know, I I thought Born Again was a great record. I mean, if they would put that out under a different name, people would have went crazy for it back then.
3: Yeah, There was always it such a been...
1: backlash against Sabbath, like, you know, after Ozzy and Dio and... Well, but,
2: well, I tend to find that people like us who are more into British, uh, new wave or British heavy metal appreciate it more because we knew Gillen as a solo singer after he left. Um,
1: Purple, yeah. Purple,
2: right? And he had that great, you know, couple of albums with Gill Couple, remember five albums with Gillen Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Bernie Tome and uh, the first record was without Bernie, but Bernie was on the second and third and the yeah. fourth. I mean, come on, the, 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 that album, um, help me out here, Glory, Glory Road?
1: Glory, yeah, Road? Glory Road.
2: That's an amazing record, man.
1: Oh, yeah. without a doubt. Holy without a doubt.
2: Chef, yeah. That's a great fucking record. And, yeah, uh, there
1: was some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, you know, who knows what they'll do with this project over there. I mean, I don't know what Jason said has got going on these days. You don't hear much. I know he, yeah, that's he does do Voivod in the studio, but he doesn't go out with Voivod live or on tour.
3: No, I, th- I I think, like, a few years ago, he had, like, a bad hand injury or something.
1: I had a bad hand injury when I was 16 years old, too, but I got over it when I met my other. Uh, well, then, girlfriend, then so.
2: you used your left hand for a while, right? <laughs> I'm not ambidextrous, you know? <laughs> it's a little
1: difficult for me over there.
2: That's how you become a switch hitter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: Get the best of both worlds in there, I know.
2: There you go. I yeah. know. Almost seems like a different... Uh...
3: <laughs>
1: I know, I know.
3: But I'm um, both...
1: I know. Well, Kenny Pierce emailed me before he wanted to all, the, all these American tunes tonight. But I did the American show on the matinee. the American show,
2: man. Yeah. yeah
1: I, it was a bomb, that show, in my opinion. I mean, really? I had so many bombs. The, yeah. You know, as I have this one headset of mic I've been using since I started the oh, show. Oh, okay. And I'm so comfortable with it. And okay, last bro. week when we had uh, the guys from ha- uh, Halloween on, I right. started getting a lot of static. But I thought maybe because they want a cell phone. But it was my headset. The wire must be going bad on oh, it. Oh, Really? Yeah, because when I did the Thursday show, it kept happening. And I kept jumping from like different headsets and microphones, and yeah. I was moving things. I was getting so frustrated because I can not do one thing at a time. If I if I gotta do anything, if I didn't want to click a button here, I'm all thrown off my game. So, you like know, sports, you know what's you know? funny?
2: Years ago, when we were kids, we'd have a set of headphones for like ten years.
3: Now,
4: now, you
2: know? now things are made like throwaway trash. You gotta what? buy. When I find something I like, I go out and I'll buy a second one nowadays. <laughs>
1: We yeah, play. you're better off. Yeah, I I, p- I had two of them, but but they Hey, Mike.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yesterday on the uh on the show didn't you enjoy that uh that uh, segment? You said I inspired a future show.
1: <laughs> yes, very good. Uh I think everybody knows that was, the new Reich is really just a horrendous oh, horrendous record. I mean, I have never I so I've never heard
3: a, a worse record than this. I, I honestly think that the last two records were masterpieces compared to this. Oh, they yeah. were, I mean, I
1: I, I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about them. I mean, I thought they were better than some of the other stuff But this one, uh, I mean I I go to the, you know, like some of the pages And I have people praise the record And, you know, we blew a lot of smoke up Jeff Tate's answer When he was here about the cabaret, we liked oh, it Because I didn't want to insult the guy, you know I mean He's been doing this for a <laughs> long time I, and, like, I
3: like, too, how you told him uh, You saw it and it was a great show and you never even won <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just trying to be polite <laughs> Even if you got a lie He's just trying to be polite, but this album is so bad I, I you know I just I've given up on them. I don't go anywhere past the second record from that no, one.
3: I I I think when the next record comes out, I'm not even gonna bother listening to it. I'm just done.
1: This one is not you know because I, I get it from the company, you know the the management company. The I got I have to pay for it. Otherwise, I I would be so disappointed if I spent a dollar on this record or even a song yeah. on it. so no, yeah, well, it's I didn't just,
3: spend money on it. Luck, thank God for YouTube because I just I just uh, went on there, listened, and I said, this is bad.
1: Yeah That is the God's honest truth It is bad So What can you do? Uh, Dedicate, do you
3: dedicated to releasing shit albums That's the name Yeah, Dedicated the name. to
1: crap it's Bad record Alright Well you know what We're going to do our demolition segment right now Get that out of the way Got an interview I did with Kai Hansen From uh, Gamma Ray and, uh, and the original singer And guitar player for Halloween And then Got an interview with Davey Moist From Vanna We'll get that on a little later in the show That was pre-recorded So we're not no All right. Rush, well, I, I I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna get off then. I'm I'm out right now. But if I get back in time, I'll hop in the chat.
1: All right, buddy, you got it. Thank you, Al. Talk to you later, Al. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Okay. So, uh, what I said, we'll do our demolition segment, T.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right who now, we got? go. Who we got
1: up? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get it out.
2: Who you got
1: up? This week it's Pariah. Uh, they're a band out of Florida. I believe it was in uh, is it Brandon or Brandon, Florida? I don't even remember the name of the town. Uh-huh. I think it's Brandon, uh, Brandon, Florida, right?
2: Okay. It sounds that sounds about right, right, in my opinion.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's Brandon, uh, Florida. They put out a full-length record called Take a Walk, which was really good in 1987. I had the demo in the collection, but I've never seen it anywhere else before. It's not even listed on a lot of the websites. So I figured, let me mm. get that up there, and if it's not legit, let you know. somebody email me, let me know. But I still got the demo cover and everything, so it's all posted on the website. It looks good, even though you can't find anything about it on the band's pages. Mm -hmm. which are few and far between these days because they've been broken up for over 30 years probably. But it's a really good demo. Go and download it right now. I'll get on and take a walk. All right. Diamond, the portrait. I haven't heard King Diamond in a long time. Haven't played him on the show in a while, in a while, in a while, in a while, in a while. In a while, in a while. while. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't flow out easily. Haven't played him on the show in a while either. So, uh, there you go. I I was reading an article in today's Daily News. um, I I can't remember. It was not one of the DJs from New York. They were like one of the good old boys on WABC back in the '60s. Uh
0: Uh,
1: It wasn't Harry Harrison. it was somebody else, you know. Then that kind of turned into CBS FM, the, the old classic station here, right. uh, for for years. Now they're back again, but it's not like it used to be. They just focus on mostly fifties and sixties and do what now they do everything. And I was looking at like a picture from the studio, you know, most of the people that are on radio aren't meant for TV. That's why right, they're in the studio,
5: <laughs> on radio.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, so I don't know how he feels, but I'm looking at him and like I'm reading about the way he like you know approached the business, how he how he did things. Yeah. I was like, I'm ashamed to even call myself like a DJ, like when you hear about these professionals, because uh-huh. they come out with these deep, rich voices. They've worked that, you know, yeah. pronunciation, and, and, and you know, the whole, that, you know, that was the career to them. Sure. The internet came along, and every schmuck with a microphone and a computer, like me, could become a DJ, and they just kind of killed that whole profession, you know? It is true, yeah. And so I'll never say I'm a DJ. I'll never <laughs> say that out loud to anybody. Uh-huh. But those guys, if I'm doing what I do here on a Sunday afternoon, and those guys do that every day. Uh, They got some job ahead of them Cause This ain't easy And then really to do it the right way It's rough, you know Sure We're just two schmucks from Brooklyn having fun
2: Yeah, I mean, you know They've made it easy for us I mean, it it, it it could be fun You know, doing it on the actual radio and all But I don't know about doing it for a living, man It would probably drive me nuts
1: Oh, yeah You know, you don't have any control over it either When you do it I mean, yeah. basically playing what they want you to play Announce commercials Exactly It's changed even more and I think it's going to get more automated. And eventually, how long is uh, it did, yeah. it's going to be down the road before cars can pick up wireless internet signals that yeah. they travel? People go listen it, to the it internet could ha- It's
2: already happening with phones. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's only you a matter know, with of the time 4G before and the, Yeah,
2: with the Yeah, just with the phone, uh, what do you call it.
1: Exactly. So it's only a matter of time. And you know what? Like, when you're on a radio station, a trajectory, you only can go as far as your signal goes, which is basically your area. You know, you can pick up the New York stations in New York, going into the parts of New Jersey... Maybe right. a little bit of Connecticut, Long Island. But once you get further away, you know, you can't hear it anymore. With the Internet, people from all over the world listen. I mean, yeah. we have listeners from Germany, Japan, yeah. countries I haven't even heard of before. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. I
5: don't think they yeah. understand
1: a word we're saying, but, you know, it's incredible with the Internet because you can reach an audience literally all over the world. and, oh, and they Oh, sure. Can listen. You, sure. You, I go to the car and listen to the song. I was like, wow, oh, this is so great. I haven't heard that in a long time. I was hitting the rewind button like to hear it again. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you can't do that the Radio, you know, yeah, yeah on the internet, you can rewind the song as many times as you want, or like with d v r was like oh, I was like why why can' I rewind the song like you just get so lost in that sometimes, and you forget, but it's the only a matter of time before this thing takes over the world, I mean it already has, but just oh. one more and <laughs> more, all right, well, you know what, our good friend Dibba Tiberius from Tiberius from Tiberius project. He always sends me the band's brand new songs to debut on the show. I really do appreciate it. They got a new one out right now. And Dibba, forgive me if I don't pronounce it right, but my Spanish is horrific. It's almost as bad as my English. So, it's all Segredo, I think, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So, enjoy. Brand new TV. Kai, is that you? Uh,
3: no, but hold on one second, I'm gonna Hello?
1: You. Yes, Kai, can you hear me?
3: Yeah, barely. It's it's a bit low level.
1: Let me see if I can raise the volume on my end a little bit for you. Is that a little better? Yeah.
6: Yeah, that that seems a little better.
1: Okay, great. Well, Kai, it's great to talk to you today. And like I was saying, I'm I've been a big fan of you, going all the way back to the Halloween days. So it's great to have you around, giving us all this good heavy metal year after year.
6: Thank you very much. My pleasure.
1: Uh, so the new thing is uh, skeletons and majesties, the new EP. Uh, it's a kind of recorded versions of old songs that you really haven't done much lately.
6: That's true. Yeah, we kind of um, you know there's, we have so many songs meanwhile, and uh, we always tend to ignore some uh, some songs for some reason. I don't know what it actually is, but uh, maybe they're not like you know the the favorite favorites uh, of everybody, and uh, so they always fall fall down the drain somehow. Yeah. And um especially when we play live we, we end up with, you know, more or less the same set list and uh so we thought it's time for a change again. We once did this uh skeletons in the closet uh tour and, and, and live C D where we played songs that we rarely or never played. So um uh it was it was cool to do it again, you know, and uh we had had in mind to do this tour, and let 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 the fans with our website let the fans make a little choice about the set list and you know include that and um <clears throat> up front, we thought it it might be nice to to do some recordings and give the people kind of a uh, um a picture of what to expect
1: uh, and it's a great wreck if anybody who hasn't picked it up yet, and you have a lot of acoustic songs on there also is that intentional
6: um that was intentional that that was just because um we thought we we might do, you know, we we had the experience by jamming around in in our rehearsal room, in the kitchen. We always have some always have some acoustic guitars lying around there, and sometimes we jam around a bit. And uh, we started jamming on like some some of the songs with acoustics, and um, we thought that that's nice somehow, you know, that that's cool. It's just too cool to waste. And um, I once did a kind of. Uh, uh, acoustic presentation when I was on promotion tour in Japan with Henyo and that was very nice too so we thought maybe we should include some acoustic stuff as well you know to not meddle through all the way <laughs> but yeah. you know give people some room to breathe and, and get into a different sound sphere um, which makes it a bit more interesting
1: It does. Do you think you would ever add any of those songs to the new sets on the new tours coming up?
6: Oh yeah absolutely. Sure.
1: Oh, that's great. And, and you know, one thing about Gamma Ray, you've been consistent since day one. You know, you put out a record, some touring, a couple of years later, a new record, and, and a lot of bands haven't been able to do that or sustain that, even some of the, the bands that have been around since the early 80s. But you guys have managed to keep it, your audience intact and give the people what they want, which is good, catchy, heavy metal songs.
6: Yeah, I mean, as I said in another interview, we, I we are our worst critics. So, um, you know, I, I definitely know what I like and what I don't like, and what what appeals to me and what doesn't. So these 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 are the criticisms I use for for judging my own stuff. So when I'm not satisfied, when I'm not happy with with something, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be satisfied you know. So I I wouldn't yeah. would change it, or skip it. Um, you know, other people are happy when they have some song, you know, no matter what. Uh, maybe it must be loud or whatever, but that's not for me. Um, I always like the kind of commercial side of metal, you know, catchy songs, melodies and stuff. Um, so, so that's why we always end up with something like that. Sure.
1: And, you know, people see you now as a singer and guitar player, and that's the way it kind of started out for you with Halloween, singing. And you kind of gave up the vocals to Michael back in the day. Now you go to Gamma Ray, you've got Ralph singing in the band. Things happen. He, you know, departs with you guys. You pick up singing again. Was that something that you wanted to do again?
6: Yeah, in a way. It, it just happened. Because, um, you know, when, when I started in the early days, I never considered myself a great singer or anything, you know. I just, like, had my... The, the strong part about the vocals with me was always, like, the the feeling. Or, you know, it was very naive in a way and and I just shouted out whatever I felt so that was good um so but then in in those days we started more and more to get more um you know intricate on the guitar works and stuff and I saw myself more more a guitar player wanting to be more a guitar hero than a vocal performer um so, so, we thought it would be great to have a great singer, like you know Jeff Tate or Rob Halford or something like that, and we found Michael Kiske and uh it was a great move and when i when I left Halloween, I was used to work with a singer with that kind of voice, you know and um uh, yeah. so the only choice for me that that i came came that came to mind was Ralph and uh you know he he liked liked the idea, and that's how we started. Later on, um, it was a bit tricky to work in that way because, um, for one hand, he was not living in Hamburg, and and so I I always developed the vocal lines. I sang them in the rehearsal room. I sang them on demo tapes and kind of improved with the vocals as well. And he was more or less forced to uh, repeat what I had sung before, but, of course, he couldn't reproduce my feeling towards that. And so that led to a situation that was not the best put it that way even though he did a great job but something was missing and uh... finally we had this thing where he was like had applied for maybe being the singer of judas priest when they were searching for somebody and in all that, in the end it all led to the split and since there was no other singer we all could fancy um... the guys in the band asked me would you dare to you know take the challenge and do it and well i basically i was shitting my pants but uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but on the other hand, I, I, I thought it was a good challenge, you know, to kick me. And, and I was willing to do it because it, it kind of felt right. Um, so um, here I am, stuck with it, you know.
1: Yeah, and you do. I mean, I always loved your voice back in the Halloween days. Those early records were just phenomenal. But and your voice has improved so much, so greatly since those days. Have you been working on it? Or is it just after all these years, it's just the way it comes out of you now?
0: Yeah, it's it's
6: just it's just natural improvement because I I really sing a lot. I still experience a lot uh, about my voice. I I try to um, try to experiment with different you know colors that a voice can have, and uh, it's a lot of fun to do that. So um, naturally, I got a bit better.
1: Definitely. And are you talking about Michael Kiske before? Uh, did you just hook up again with him in Unisonic? Yes. Oh, that's great! So, so um, now I end up
6: like having something like the best of both worlds. You know, I yeah. have a great band with a great singer, and uh, I have my band with me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're a great singer too. Don't give yourself credit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's everything going with Unisonic? Are you guys planning on recording this year? Because yeah, you're so busy with everything else you have going on.
6: Um, no, that's 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 it so far.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. No problem. So that
6: that's enough. I mean, you know, it's enough to dance on two weddings. Um, I don't don't need a third at the moment.
1: <laughs> I know, but you've been busy over the years. Even when you had Gamma Ray going at full swing in the mid '90s, you were working with Iron Savior also at the time.
6: That's true. Yeah, right.
1: It was it hard separating uh, the two bands and sounds.
6: Um, not so hard because um, you know I I think of course they it was not too far apart from from one another but um in the end um you know it, it was there were differences and di- differences and uh, and and I, I actually when you listen to the albums you could hear them but on the other hand of course you you might think um well you know a song like watcher in the sky we we recorded with iron savior and with gamray and it pretty much sound the same except, except for maybe a few bits in the performance but um, it was cool. It was was no problem.
1: Yeah, and you've worked with uh, so many other bands, like on projects or, you know, contributing you know guitar parts from, from Angra to Blind Guardian, uh, Avastasia, Hammerfall. Uh, you did a lot with Storm Warrior. Is there any one person or, or band you look forward to, like, hooking up with and, and working together with every now and then?
6: Um, I, I do it from time to time, but mainly it's people that, you know, that i kind of meet and they they get to be friends for instance um i did uh i did some guitar playing and singing on on an album of a swedish band called a uh, Finnish band sorry uh called merging flare which actually is the band of um kaspari Hakkinen, uh the guy who replaced henio for a few shows when henry was uh... out of order yeah. so he's a great guitar player and he's got his own band running so i helped them a little in terms of uh... advice in the production because they, it was kind of a small production self financed you know and they had a, an, an engineer guy so on and they asked me if i would you know contribute with a few vocal lines and and, and a bit of solo playing and i actually did that you know cause, uh so this guy actually he saved our ass so um... i tried to help them a little and uh so when something comes up I, I do it that way.
1: Uh sounds great. Now, Kai, before I let you go, I'm not gonna keep you much longer. I appreciate you talking to me today. What's coming up with Gamma Ray in the future, maybe for the rest of this year, early next year?
6: Well, as you know, we we did the uh Skeletons Tour now, Skeletons of Majesty's tour in Europe, a few shows and we recorded two shows for uh for live D V D which we are working on at the moment. And uh, that should be out in autumn, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Of course, in between, we have some festivals during the summer. And uh, in autumn, we plan, when the DVD is out, to get back to the promoters uh, worldwide and see that we can bring the whole Skeletons tour around the world, maybe including the U.S., depending on offers and possibilities um but that would be you know our big game plan so far and after that whenever that is done uh we get into the go into the studio and record something new
1: that sounds great i'm hoping the tour does make it here to new york cuz i'm dying to see you guys again so kai thank you very much for calling it i appreciate it and the best of luck with the new record and i hope to see you on tour next year
6: thank you very much very nice
1: thank you kai take care nice to talk to you
2: you too bye bye take care bye bye take care <laughs>
1: song is called Brothers, that comes off the Mag- Skeletons A Majesty EP that they just put out. Yeah, like I said, it was a whole bunch of songs that they haven't done in years, things that weren't released, and they did half acoustic, You know, and half they re-recorded. So. And one thing I know is, Tommy, about these bands like Gamma Ray and Primal Fear. you know, they're not like the biggest bands in the world with the headline arenas, at least not here in America, right. but they're consistent. They put out new records every year or every other year. It's good, solid rock and metal yeah, albums. Exactly. And they kind of like, you know, they all kind of stick, even though like Ralph Sheep is saying with the Gamma Ray in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You heard you know, he left the band, they had a little falling out with the Judas Priest thing uh, when that was happening. But, you know, they they put it behind them, and they still record together today today on certain projects. And you get like that kind of link with the Primal Fear and Gamma Ray and Avanthasia. They all work together. They all put out consistent records, and they keep it alive. I mean, they play nice-sized clubs, you know, when they come over here, and I know they do a lot better. Over in Europe than in America, it's just,
5: it's just so, you know
1: it's just a fact of life these days. But you know, they're able to make a living doing this. You know uh, they're not millionaires, but they're able to support themselves and get out and play and put out records, and that's like a big thing today because a lot of the bands here just can't seem to do that.
2: Yeah, uh, that that's very true.
1: Very I know. Good. So
2: they concentrate more. They concentrate more on the music than the business end of it.
1: Exactly, you know, that's the way you have to do it, I guess, these days I mean, I, I, almost, I know it's rough, but
2: I almost wish that song didn't fade out, man It had some nice guitar at the end there uh,
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, was the same I, I, thing. I was
2: just like, listen, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know Yeah,
1: I know, and especially because you're a guitar player, you can appreciate it a lot more
5: Oh, yeah, it's
1: pretty Yeah, very, very good, very good EP I enjoy it, and like I said, they should have a new record out next year So we're looking forward to that all right, let me see what we got here. We got an hour, a little less than an hour left in the show. I have an interview I did with Davey from the band Vanna. Uh, they're like a hardcore band out of Boston. Young band just getting the groove going. They put a go, records Boston, out.
2: go Boston! Go so Boston!
1: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll get that on a little later. I pre recorded <laughs> that one earlier in the week, so uh, we'll get that. But let me see, what do I got coming up, everybody, in the month of uh, July on the Heavy on Murder Radio Show? Well, you know what we had today? We had Kai Hansen. We're going to have Davey from. Uh, Vaneron. Next week, we have uh, Andy Paul from Scream Marina and Andy Hout from Zero King. It was supposed to be on last month, but both of them weren't able to make it at the same time on the same show. But uh, we had that rescheduled, so that's pretty good. Uh, let me see. What comes after that, Tay? July what? July 17th, we have yeah. uh, Henry Johansson, if I'm pronouncing right, from Pierre. I had to ask Ken how to pronounce the name of the band, the name of the record. <laughs> before I did the interview with them, because I couldn't pronounce anything by these bands. Mm. They they make their their names so difficult to pronounce, and the names of the songs. You, you needed the you know you need a, a college degree in a you know foreign literature to for figure these things out. At
2: least at least put the phonetic spelling in
1: parentheses.
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: exactly that interview was pre-recorded, so I'm going to get that on the week after that in case I have a live guest. Uh, but he was a nice guy. That was a good interview. And uh, on the 24th We have Anthony Fabrizi From Indestructible Noise Command uh, We interviewed Eric In the beginning of the year And he told us about the new record uh, Before it came out Gave us a lot of details on it Now the album is out And it's tremendous So we're going to be talking to Anthony About that And uh, we're closing out the month With uh, Michael Romeo From Symphony X So we've got a great show There's also a few other guests That we have coming on uh, I just haven't confirmed it yet So there'll be a few more Mixed in there So don't forget to tune in this month Got a lot of great guests for you there yeah. Right. How about we do some music? I know I Reese wanted to hear Tank last week, so I'm going to get that on for her. And uh, how about we give her another new wave of British heavy metal band? I think it's, I think the band is pronounced Zero. X-E-R-O? I, you might have heard of them. From, no, I
2: never heard of them. Uh,
1: yeah, it's X-E-R-O. Uh, I think it's pronounced Zero or Hero. I'm not really sure how yeah. you pronounce the X in there. Yeah, uh, but, like uh, Xerox, almost like Xerox. Yeah, so it could be Zero like that. I'm not really sure myself. The the none, thing, yeah, yeah. They put out one record uh, back in 84, it was actually an EP, called mm-hmm. Cut Loose, and we're going to get a song on off of that, but right before that, in 83, they had a single out called Oh Baby, uh, it was three songs, and one of them had Bruce Dickinson on vocals. Oh. Yeah, but later on I found out that the manager took a Bruce Dickinson song from an old band he was in before yeah, Iron Made and before Samson, and, and stuck it on there, to make people think I guess he was in the band or, or had something to do with it. But it had nothing to do with the band. So was, you know, just to sell the record? Just to sell the, the record. That was like in 83. I mean, the band wow. had no idea. And I don't. I would be upset if, you know, you hey, put your first single out and they're promoting it because of Bruce Dickinson. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
3: legal, but it's not but a no, bad really. idea.
1: Back then, you know, you get away with anything pretty much, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the song was called The Shot. I should have got that on, but then it really wouldn't do any justice uh, to zero, so... We'll get that on and then we'll go right into some tank fairies so here you go. All right. Shell Shock, Reese wanted to hear that, and we got it on for her over there. Tay, hey, should we play another song? Uh, going to the interview, we got time for one more song probably. Yeah, it's a short interview. It's about the same length as uh, the one we just had with uh, Kai Hansen. So we'll do another song. But uh, you know, that was Tank. That was Shell Shock. That comes off one of the earlier records. They put out a brand new record this year. And I, I was talking to Mick Tucker about coming on the show. Right. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Just let me know when. And like, I gave him some dates. He never got back to me. So I didn't bother following up with it, but uh, I just don't get some of these bands. Like you offer them like a chance to come on a show, and you know promote the album a little bit, get the name of the band out there again. You know, yeah. it's not like they're like the biggest band in the world where a lot of people know them. People like us do. Wow. But, you know, right. know And I don't get it. I mean, I I reach out to like somebody like Vinnie Appice or Rudy Sazo They get back to me five minutes and with a date and a time, and they're and they're there. But yeah. these other bands that are, you know can really use all the help they can get, and they just like jerk you around, and I'm like I, I just don't get it.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't understand it, so...
2: That is weird.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I thank God I've gotten out where I really don't have to, like, book guests anymore. I mean, I'll look for, like, last week I reached out to Lenny from Explorer, because I was a big fan of theirs, and I reached out to the guys from Halloween. But, like, I'll go for, like, those 80 bands that I like, you know, and I want to hear more of, so I'll go for them, but <coughs> overall, I've got a couple of places that are booking interviews for me, so mm. I don't really have to, like, you know, work so hard at it. But it's really a pain in the ass, because, you know, when you got to deal with some of these bands, It's like... They string you along for months on end, and then they never give you a confirmation or even say, okay, let's do it on this date or whatever. It's just, so I've given up. Richard says don't deal with Mick. Deal with Cliff. He knows me, and it's cool. Maybe I'll reach out to Cliff Evans, and uh, I'll, I'll see if they want to come on.
2: That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to go for Doogie, but, you know, he just got into the band, and he's doing a lot of other projects. True. I'd rather have somebody, you know, I was more with the band from the heyday. I should get Algie Ward on, and they could badmouth Nick Tucker and the rest of them, but we'll see what happens with that. All right, well, let me see here. We have an interview with this gentleman coming up real soon, and that's Jack Frost from Seven Witches.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, they got
1: a brand-new record out, so how about we get a song off of that? Excellent. And right after that, we'll go right to our interview with Davey from uh, Vanna. That was pre-recorded a couple of days ago, so All right, after this is over, I'm going to just go right into that. So sit back, relax, I'll talk to you in about 15 minutes. All right. Okay, Seven Witches, brand-new. call upon the wicked. Doing? This is Mike. How's everything going? Good man,
4: how are you?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's good to talk to you today. Thank you man. Uh, I'm glad. Hey, well, you know, things are gotta be looking pretty good for you right now. You got the brand new record and then they came Bam Bones just came out, huh?
4: Yes, it did.
1: So how you how you feel about the album? This is the I mean you've recorded with the band before, but this is your first full length record. How does it feel, uh, hearing all this out on vinyl now?
0: It's good, man. It's good
4: to finally have like a full whole like record out. Uh, the EP was cool. We had a lot of fun with that EP. Um, glad we got to do it. But having a full record out now, man, it feels really, really good. It's, you know, I feel like i finally like stepped into like my own position. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because the band had a few releases before you joined up a couple of years back. Uh, it, do you have like more of a say now, like in where you're going to direct the band? You know, musically with the other guys, compared to like stepping into what they've already done before.
4: Yeah, I mean, on this record, we really came together, and they let me, like, you know, I wrote all the, the lyrics, it and they really let me kind of, like, run with it, and, like, let me have my creative freedom with it, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, with this record, it was more of a group effort on this one, um, you know, the last, the last EP, we, we did two old songs, and then we did three new ones, but, um, yeah, on this record, it's definitely more of a collaborative effort on everyone's part, and I really got to have, like, a big say in this record, and, the concept I came up with, and the artwork, and all that stuff. So yeah, I, like I said, I really feel like this record has like become like my own.
1: Yeah, it's a great package over that. You know, from the cover to the title to the songs, it's all a great mix, and you can hear the maturity in the band from the earlier recordings to now. And you know, the band has kept its roots, but yet you've you know you've moved on with this record. You've definitely expanded, you know, your musical boundaries. Yeah, man.
4: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that we went back to. uh You know, back to, like, Kirsten's days a little bit and, like, back to our heavier days of, like, um, you know, just kind of being angry and thrashy and heavy with stuff. But, you know, we didn't forget what we learned along the way, and we definitely, uh, you know, um, took a lot of, you know, the pop influence that we thought
1: we had. But, yeah,
4: this record is definitely, you know, an angry kind of, you know, angst-driven record. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just just kind of were angry we wanted to go with that, you know
1: what I'm saying? And nothing wrong with being angry. <laughs> it makes yeah, great exactly. music, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, the band's got the tag of, like, the post-hardcore title. How do you define post-hardcore compared to the early days of hardcore?
4: Um, I think post-hardcore is kind of like anything and everything that isn't just straight-up hardcore. And, like, I mean, at our, at our heart of everything, like, we are a hardcore band, you know what I mean, um, at the root of everything. But, yeah, I mean, to me, post-hardcore is kind of everything that isn't, you know, just old-school, straight-up hardcore. Um, and post-hardcore kind of envelops a, a huge, you know, genre of music. I mean, we're post-hardcore bands like Thursday uh, post-hardcore. I think Converge is post-hardcore. Um, you know, it kind of opens up from everything from, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, indie screaming bands to, I, I mean, basically anything that's, like, influenced by hardcore, you know. And we definitely are, especially coming from Boston, in the area of the country that we're from. You know, yeah. we all, all of us grew up on hardcore from around here, so you can, you, I think you'd definitely tell and hear it within our, you know, our song, our record.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Today, so many bands have to, like, like, uh, break down what they are and subcategorize themselves, because it's just such, there's so many bands out there, and I understand you want to be, you know, recognized for what you're doing. I look at some of these titles, as Intricate Mathematical Metal, I'm like, you know, what the hell is some of this shit? I can't, yeah. figure, I can't even figure it out anymore. Yeah, so yeah.
5: Much?
1: You guys definitely bring the hardcore sound back in a big way, and that's great. Uh, how does it band today? Because you've been around, you know, you came about in the age of the Internet and computers and MySpace and Facebook. Is, is there any other way of promoting a band today outside of the Internet where you can reach, you know, like a large audience?
4: Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we come from the age of like, when we started playing in bands, there was no like, internet was obviously around but there was no form for bands really when we started playing like all of us started playing in our respective bands um and yeah now the internet is like pretty much like the only way but i mean it's kind of all about how you use it the internet it could suck it'd be a huge drama starter and it'd also be a really big tool for bands you know i mean my band alone we have a facebook we have a tumblr we have a twitter um you know we have lots of these you know um, different forms where we can get out to everybody because it's all about you know y- you can you can curse the internet all you want and you can say how you know you don't want to be one of those bands that you know you know promotes on the internet but I uh, I'm sorry man that's kind of like one of the only ways really you can do it uh, you know these days uh, you know we still get out there uh, and do the you know the classical street promotion when we were on Whoop Tour every single day we were out in the crowd promoting flyering stickering, doing all of that stuff, you know, and that, that, in that sense, there's, you know, it brought it back to the old days for us, and, um, you know, in that sense, you can still promote your band with flyers, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all about doing things to get kids' attention nowadays, you know what I mean, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, Tumblr's a really good website, uh, we can get really close and personal with our fans, we also have, like, we have, like, video sharing websites, like, yaoi.com and, um, stick in where we can do live broadcasts to, like, get out to more fans, if anything, I think the internet is a is a really cool tool for fans to be able to get really close and personal with their favorite bands. I think, if anything, I think it's awesome.
1: You know, I agree with you 100%. I mean, if you went back to the early days of you know metal and rock, there wasn't anything. There was there was radio, and that was it. And they weren't playing anything outside of you know the top you know a couple of big bands. So, I, I how can you beat the internet? Well, you know, you put something on there within minutes. Millions of people all over the world can you know literally check you out, see what you're doing. Compared to the old days, we had to mail a cassette out to a friend. It would take a month to get there, a month to get a response back on it. You know. Yeah, yeah,
4: oh yeah. I mean, it, it was hard. You know, radio. Radio was kind of the only thing that, that that was around. And now there's so much radio, so much internet radio. I mean, you do, I do kind of miss the the work that people had to put in. When I wanted to find out about a band, I fucking had to really go find out about this band. I had to like really research the band. And now it's so easy that I just don't. I don't why I don't get why kids don't immerse themselves with more music because now it's so easy to do so, so I mean I guess that's one thing that I would urge to the kids that it's so easy now to just find out about a band and check them out like you should really do that, sit down one day and just go research a bunch of bands online. you know what I mean
1: you're right, I mean, between MySpace and Tom Lois accounts, you could sample a million bands in a week, and you know you some are hit oh yeah the myths and. It's a great way to discover new music. And, we, you know, we got to keep this thing going. And I, I say that every week on my show, I encourage people. Find new music, start encouraging it, and start supporting it because what are we going to listen to 10, 20 years from now if we don't? Exactly.
4: And the thing is, like, the thing is that bands, you know, I get this the time, but bands will only be as big as you let them be. You know what I mean? The power is in the, in the hands of the fans, and bands will only be, if you want your band that you love, that, you know, some band that you really love, you want them to, to get big and you want them to do big tours and you want them to travel around, you got to get them that way, man. you got to go buy their records. you got to support the hell out of them. You've got to spread the word because, you know, I see so many I see, you know, of these crappy bands get, getting big and doing, you know, big things. And kids go, why are those bands big? Well, it's because you let them get big, you know. You bought their records. And, you know, not to say that those bands don't deserve it, but some of those bands don't deserve it. And they get big. True for nothing and you know if you want us smaller bands to get bigger all you got to do is go you got to go buy a cd all you got to do is go to a show and have a good time all you got to do is really feel what we're doing you know it doesn't take a lot you know it's a give and take relationship so you know without them there is no us so you know you need a lot more of them you know what i'm saying
1: i agree with you 100 percent you know to go to a concert today a lot of times you'll get five or six bands on a bill ten dollars to get in I mean, you can't beat that. You'll, And if you walk away with one band that you remember, you know, you're out there supporting it and giving it a chance. And, like, how's the scene in Boston today? Is it, it accurate enough to keep you busy when you can't get out on the road?
4: Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, for a while I felt like the Boston scene was kind of suffering a little bit. But, um, you know, even before I joined Vanna, you know, Vanna and bands like Therefore I Am and Four Year Strong and Have Heart and, uh, you know, like Verse and Converge. Bands from our area just started sparking kids' interest again, and I think it's great. Kids started coming back out. And now Boston is literally a man like Boston and Worcester and Providence, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. Like the New England area for us is a hotbed, man. Like these kids are hungry for music, and they support this band and other, you know, our, our friends' bands, um, you know, to the fullest. So, I mean, I can't, I couldn't ask to be from a better you know, musical, hard music background Than, you know, the New England, Boston area I couldn't ask for anything better You know, the fans, the fans are diehard, man
1: That's a good thing, I'm glad for that And, and before you hooked up with Vanna You went with Secret Destroyer, right? Yeah, I was
4: in a band called Secret Destroyer Before I was in Vanna We were uh, on Hotfoot Records, we put out a couple of records And uh,
1: did some touring
4: did, did some touring with Vanna, actually, as well, yeah
1: Ah, oh, so you got you kind of knew each other Before you uh, hooked up Is yeah. that how you came about getting in the band?
4: Yeah, I knew the dudes, uh, you know, in my old band playing and touring. I knew the dudes really, really well for years. I mean, I've known all the guys for, like, you know, since they kind of started. Since like I've signed to Epitaph, I've known them. And, um, yeah, they were looking for a new singer. and You know, things just weren't panning out with my, you know, the personal reasons in my band. And uh, you know, I, I felt like it was time for me to move on. And, uh, you know, I kind of hooked up with them, and, you know, we did the band. So, you know, here we are, like, you know, two years later.
1: It's all working out. I think the band's in the best shape it's been in, in, in years, and it sounds great, and I'm thrilled with this new record. I think it's going to go over big for you guys. Uh, what do you have planned for the rest of this year for 2011? Anything cooking?
4: Yeah, man, we got a busy year. We got we hit the road in a week with uh in Fear and Faith and a Lot of Words on the uh, party Tour. That's going to be seven weeks. Uh, we're going to be going all Literally, we go all around the United States and back again. So um, lots of dates for kids to check out over there. Uh, after that we are going to be doing I think another US tour. I'm not quite sure exactly yet. But I know after that we do Europe and UK with the Never State Guys, we're going out with a mirror and suicide silence over in uh Europe and UK. We're gonna get home, we're gonna probably be doing another US and then we're gonna be hitting uh some holiday shows in the New England area to wrap us up through the year and then that's that's our year. That's the rest of our year right there.
1: It sounds like a couple of years for anybody else that you guys are be busy.
4: Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I live so many lifetimes in a year, you know.
1: Yeah, that's great. But you know, it's always good to be busy in this business. And uh, have okay. you ever been over to Europe yet? Is this the first trip for you?
4: Yeah, no, no, no. We've done we've done two tours over there. We went last year. We did a headliner over there, and then this year we went over with this band from Arizona called uh, Ice to Kill, and this amazing hardcore band from New York called Strings from the Past. Uh, we went yeah. over there European tour, and then this year we're gonna be doing uh, another. Another European tour in the fall with an and Suicide Silence. And, God, there's like there's like seven bands on that tour, so it's going to be a really big one. So this will be our third trip to the U.K. and Europe.
1: Uh, that's great, man. I'm glad for you guys. And when you make it to the New York, New Jersey area on this tour, I'm going to be out there to see you guys and hang out and take you out for a drink. How's that sound?
4: I would love that, my man. Make sure you get a hold of us. We'll guest this year and we'll have a really good time.
1: I definitely will, David, I appreciate you taking out the time today to talk to me. Where can everybody find the brand new record? Where's the best place to go get it?
4: Uh you can go anywhere. Uh, Fye, um, Newberry Comics, Hot Topic. Uh, if you can't get out to store, it's on iTunes. Uh, you know, you can just download it. It's only like nine bucks. But be sure to please, please, please buy it if you can, and really support music. We're trying to make re- uh, you know records come back in a big way. So, um, you know, if you can if you can buy it and don't download it illegally. That'd be cool. If you got to download it illegally, do, do your thing. Make sure you come out to a show and buy a T-shirt, though.
1: Hey, there you go. Give me a song to play off the new record.
4: Uh, why don't you play, uh, I was trying to think. Why don't you play Eyes Like the Tide? All right, I
1: like uh, track, that one.
4: Track nine, I think. Yep. I okay. love it.
1: All right, yeah, David, thank you very out. much, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm going to get that on. The best of luck, and I'll see you when you get to my area. Thank
4: Thanks. you, brother.
1: All right, buddy. Take care. Good talking right. to you. Thank you. Alright, later, man. Okay, naturally I didn't upload what? that track. What? So hey, David, yeah? to Get that on. What happened? I said, like usual, I didn't upload that track. So oh, so we won't be able to get. So I don't just do it to you.
2: <laughs> I, I, I do it
1: to the guest also.
2: You do that to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you know what I, I wasn't gonna put I wasn't gonna add this interview on the show. I was gonna save it for like next week or the week after that. I said, let me get it on in case. Other ones start coming in, then I get backlogged and it gets forgotten about because it, it was pre recorded, you know? Yeah. And I always put like you know the live guests first, so
5: Yeah.
1: But we got it on. But I will get a song on next week, uh, by a Great band. You know, they bring back that old punk sound, that old hardcore sound that we had here in New York and C back in the day. It's just a modern version of it. So go and check the band out. Great record and you know, you can't beat it, you gotta support these young kids, you know?
2: Definitely.
1: Alright, so we've got plenty of time, twenty minutes. I gotta get three songs on because I already wrote up the playlist that I gotta submit and I wanna make sure we get everything going. So let me see here. You know what? Atomic opera. I put this band up in the demolition segment a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh got a lot of downloads. A lot of people seem to be into it. So I, I uploaded one song by it and how you know, oh, is it Take Control? Yeah, okay. You know what? I was gonna put Venom on. Uh, I'm sorry, Raven on Take Control. But then I had this band so I put a different Raven song on which we're gonna hear later, so I'm all confused here. We're getting to the last few minutes. I'm getting tired. I see
2: that. I see that. I know,
1: yeah. I'm all tongue tied today. I'm all twisted. So, we'll get these songs on and we'll wrap up today's show. It's the 4th of July weekend. I just want to go have a beer and relax. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm on vacation this week, so I really didn't want to do anything. It's no different than what I do even when I'm not on vacation, but it just sounds better when I am on vacation. So,
5: yeah.
1: There you go. This is Atomic Opera. This is off the band's demo tape. There's a song called Take Control. that There were two bands In Atomic Opera Back in the day Who put out demo tapes And this was the one From Florida uh-huh. Not the band from Iowa Who was more like A thrash death metal Type band uh-huh. uh, And I thought These guys were great You know I, I really enjoyed That demo tape When it came out I was hoping for more by them They had all the elements You know Good Guitar Definitely. playing Vocals Songwriting But like everything else They kind of got lost In the mix When things took off Like in the Mid to late 80s
2: Yeah
1: A lot of bands Got left behind Alright what do we got 18 minutes left in the show Two more songs. That's it. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the other day, uh, I saw that Void that had a new record out. I thought it was an original album, because I heard in an interview that they were working on something new. But it was just another, I think it was a live album they put out. And wow. I noticed, like, every other day, there's, like, a live album or a compilation album or a best album being put out by... I know it's really the record companies for a lot of these bands that are just putting out whatever they own. Right. But, I mean, it's getting to be overkill. I mean, every time you turn around... It's a, it's another live record, another comp. Def Leppard puts out one studio record and nine compilations and eight live albums
2: before
1: right. the next record. Con- this thing is too much. I mean, I was never a fan of live records. Were you?
2: I do like live stuff, but you know what? Uh, it depends on um, the production, you know, and the song choice too. Sometimes the song choice is not always the best. That's why I kind of you know when I'm in the car, I, I like listening to to studio stuff. Unless yeah. it's like a classic live album, you know, like uh Trick or Kiss or yeah. you know, Peter's Priest. But live I'd rather hear studio cuts. You know, remaster your studio cuts. Don't give me crappy live albums, you know?
1: Like right. I made
2: and released those two live albums, back to back. Yeah. Live Undead and after, Live
1: After Death and Live uh, After yeah. Dead Yeah.
2: And I bought I mean what one good thing is. The performance is definitely live because the voice isn't always always a hundred percent on. Yeah. You know, he isn't always on key. You know, which which you know shows that it's like a bootleg, like a good, well produced bootleg.
1: Exactly. So you'll
2: you'll hear some flubs. So that's cool and all, but I, I don't know. I'd rather hear studio. But some tracks are you know nice to have. You know, couple of. Tra- I don't like when they do like a lo- um an album and then they replace. Oh, what are they call it, like the best of, and they replace a song. It's a really great song, but they give you the live version of it.
1: I know, I know. And it's always
2: a crappy version of it, and they put yeah. it, like, right in the middle. So you got, like, five studio tracks, then one live track, and then four studio tracks. So I put all the live shit together, make it like a little, you know, like a mini concert at the end of the disc, and then when I get to it, I can always just, Check the disc,
1: or <laughs> whatever. Well, I agree with you. I mean, you know, back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, when a live record came out, you know, you didn't get them that often. You know, bands concentrated on studio. studio. You know, Kiss was putting out two records a year back in, uh, right. in the 70s, you know. two
2: live albums.
1: Two, two, you know, two new records. Every six months, Kiss had a new record out. Yeah. And so you get the live record, you know, you were thrilled because, you know, either maybe you couldn't get to see them like where you live because, you know, you may not have been in, like, that touring area. And you got that great live record, but now it just seems like like they're just putting out like any show a band does. They record it, they put it out, yeah. and it's not it's nothing special about it. And it's just like it's just overkill. The same with the compilation records. Yeah. I mean, how many some bands have three, four compilation records put out one after the other? And like I said, I know it's not the band. A lot of these labels own the rights to those songs, so they're just trying to capitalize on them.
5: Yeah.
1: And it, it costs probably next to nothing to put them out. I think you do have some where the bands are involved because they'll write one new song to put on there to get it to sell. and right. you know, instead of like, you know, having a band like Helix putting out four greatest hits records in a row with mm-hmm. one new song on each, give me an EP with those four new songs or a couple of other songs. Forget about putting out these compilation records over and over again. Yeah. With the, especially we only had one hit song to begin with for most of these bands.
2: Yeah, People don't buy records anyway, so at least make them you know records you know uh, you know CDs anymore so make them really unique you know
0: yeah give us I like, like that.
2: uh you know B tracks or you know I don't know, demo tracks and stuff like yeah. that some bands do it and some bands don't
1: yeah a lot of bands have been doing that with the demos like you know bands from the 80s and putting out a lot of albums with like you know bonus like their demo at the time that was like popular or something, they've been throwing it on there. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing because at least you get like a remastered version of it or they fix it yeah. up a little bit right. compared to how it was. So, that's not bad, but I just want to hear new music. You know, we got all these bands, a lot of them have gotten back together, you know, since the 80s or they're just getting back together. Give us some new music because they're not going to be around forever. Some of them were just French bands that, you know, we liked because they were like, you know, had like a cult status to them, but they never took off. And then you got bands like Priest and Sabbath and Maiden who. They're getting towards the end now. I mean, they're getting up there in age. They're not going to be around forever. Just keep pumping out with new stuff you can so we can get it. And I know it's all economics because, like I said, nobody's buying anything. But, yeah. you know, I'm just talking as a fan, not as a business person. Yeah, yeah you know. more
2: as a fan. And, and right. then, you know, talk, as a musician also, I guess, you know, as you get older, it's harder to write better better music. I mean, look at the band Saxon, all right? They have, like, an influx of, you know, different guys now, right? Yeah. Um. I don't know the the second guitarist's name and the bass player's name. But they're two different guys that used to be in the old band. So they kind of give him, like, a little bit of a, a, a jolt, you know. And I think that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what I think Judas Priest is starting to do. Like I just read somewhere that K.K. was, like, kind of pissed that Ian um Ian, uh, Hill said, well, you know, you know, he's got a lot of things going on in his life. He runs a golf course and all this, you know. Like trying to make excuses So he was like Kind of pissed off So, But he doesn't Actually say In the in the article Or at least Whoever wrote the article Didn't put it He doesn't actually say The reason why He left the band
1: He, he just, just says said I their want management.
2: You. I just want Yeah He didn't get along With management But he yeah. says I want you to support The band And go see You know Go see the band On the Epitaph tour But now they get This kid Richie He's a great I mean He's a decent Guitar player He can probably do all the licks that, you know, KK did. But, you know, obviously he's not going to have this. To me, he's not going to have the same. Uh, but to a younger kid, it's going to be sort of a, a little bit of a injection of new blood, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Halford loves injection. But anyway. Oh! Uh, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> i got to get a drum set here. Uh,
2: but, you know, uh, I shouldn't have said that. But anyways. Um, but it. I think now, even K.K., because even K.K. is saying, you know, Richie is an amazing guitar player, and he's got some great ideas. I think they're really going to... I think they're going to keep going. I mean, I don't think they're going to tour as much, but they'll be doing the... Like they say, they're going to be doing the odd, uh, you know, metal festivals and stuff yeah. like that. And and Halford lives in the United States, and, and Scott, but the other, the other guys come from England, so you, who knows? You know what I mean? They could just do, like, a European tour... Scott and Halford just jump on a jump on a plane And, you know, a couple of her rehearsals And they could do, like, a couple of, you know uh, Those uh, festivals in Europe God knows there's plenty of them, you know and Yeah, maybe I agree with you One good thing is, we're in the New York, New Jersey area You know, we can, you know, maybe we can check out A show every now and then I feel bad for the people, like, in Kentucky Who are not, you know taxes. Yeah, I might know. not be able to see them all the time So Get out, and go see the new band, and uh, unfortunately, uh, KK is concentrating. Basically, he said that he did say something. He said he was concentrating on producing new acts, you know, new new young bands in Finland, Sweden, and and he even mentioned the United States. So um, I'll have to call Ken up and see if he wants to produce my next record.
1: <laughs> exactly, reach out for him and get him on that. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we do some music right now?
2: Yeah, sounds good. All right, I'm
1: gonna do two songs back to back. This is Vendetta Never Die. All right. That was a quick one.
5: What wow. happened?
1: That was Vendetta would never die I wanted to go right into Raven, Hell Patrol But I forgot to ah. upload the song so, ah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now With this new switchboard, this new uh, studio they call it You could upload songs as, you know Right right from the switchboard as you're doing the show
2: Oh wow
1: So I just found it now, so it's uploading So it's about a five minute song what do we you got about seven and a half minutes left in the show So as long as it uploads the next minute We'll get on Raven, if not We'll go dig into the catalog to see what else is in there I thought I, uh I thought I did this, but I guess I forgot. It's been a rough week, you know. I was away a couple of days, so I didn't really have a chance to sit down at the okay, computer and well, yeah. put a lot of songs on there. But let me see. What's coming up on the Metal this Thursday? It's uh, after the fallout. we up to year 1991, so we'll feature all the bands that managed to survive the 90s and uh, put out records in 91. It's going to get tough as the 90s go on because the scene didn't really, like, just die at the stroke of midnight on 1990, you know. It took a couple of years, but... uh. See what we can do. See how much good music we can get on. Right, yeah. Let me see if this song uploaded here. No, I don't even see it. <laughs> I thought it would have just popped in the in the window. It's the first time I've tried it, so I thought it would have just popped in there. Maybe if I refresh the page, you think? You don't think anything, huh?
2: <laughs> I don't. I guess you give that a try. That always always helps.
1: <laughs> I don't even know how to refresh the page.
2: <laughs> is, uh, what you What do you use it? Internet. I usually use
1: Internet Explorer, but with this new studio, it doesn't work. So I had to download Fire, Firefox. Firefox yeah, uh, I,
2: up at the at the top next to um, the the home button, there's yeah. like a a clockwise arrow that refreshes the page.
1: Oh, okay. Let me try that. See if that works. And OS is an X over there. I don't know. Ah, right. right, we'll see what happens. I'll give it another minute. If not, we'll just we'll uh, just play something else. What are you gonna do? know? Yeah. Not a what do big you think? Deal. What
2: do you think of this band? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, you got him. Brooklyn Militia I wasn't sure if you heard, if you read my uh, thing. You you know some of those guys, no?
1: The Brooklyn uh, Joe, Joe Cangelosi, uh Paul Bento. Right.
2: You had him on yeah. the show, Joe Cangelosi We had him oh, on ago. when he
1: was in Whiplash. last year. Right. Now he's got right. this band going now, and uh, yeah, we, you know we, he we, said he was going to come on. Uh, I spoke to him when he first formed the band. He said he was going to come on the show. Uh-huh. Hey, then he's like, we can't get a date They couldn't get a date to do it But then they were on like two other shows I saw after that So uh-huh. I didn't bother anymore If you couldn't find a date to do my show And you could do it somebody else's show i was like to that I'm not even going to bother That's what I'm getting right I'm getting to be grumpy and cranky and miserable Nah, no, I don't blame you uh, I mean, you know, I actually come on oh, We don't have time, we can't find a date Then next week you want on to somebody else's show
2: Yeah.
1: Right, just tell me, i got another show i got to do first or do yours afterwards I don't care, you know
2: yeah, because it's all good. I mean, it's all promotion. We're not in any, exactly. any competition exactly. or anything.
1: No, that's why I, I, I never look at any of the shows' competition. I, no, I, do, I do this and whatever it is, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's it to me. I don't care. But other people, I mean, you know. And the funny thing is, like you know, I probably get more people to listen to this show than all those shows combined together. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. No, you're you know, not whistle-
2: I know you're not blowing your own whistle, but yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, what's
2: true is true. But they don't see they don't see that because who blog talk radio what is that you know uh, I go on metal sucks you know whatever the fucking that is you know
1: oh yeah that, that that's like a funny site I mean you know
2: uh, yeah it's not, a tongue and cheek type site yeah, I, I don't exactly. know why I came up with that one I think I had that <laughs> on my mind because I wanted to speak to Alex about that
1: because oh, Alex I was took about that Sabbath uh, the guy was uh, I think he
2: took it for, by you know he took it to heart you know.
1: Yeah, I told him don't even bother. I said, "This the it's, guy's like, an idiot."
2: They, they you know, they—it's like a, a TMZ for uh, for heavy metal. You have to laugh at it.
1: Exactly. That's what I told him. I said, "Don't be getting bent out of shape over it. It's just a guy's opinion, and it's just an article." I said, "You know, plus they yeah. try to get a rise out of you. It's how you get attention. You know."
2: Exactly. Yeah,
1: that's how you get. Yeah. That's are you gonna do? It. I don't know. See, I uploaded this song. I don't know where the hell it is. Didn't work,
2: huh?
1: <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. It'll probably pop up after the show is over.
2: Well, then it'll be a little late.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's too late now because it's like a five-minute song. We only got three minutes left in the show. Oh, yeah,
2: four minutes left, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, you know, what uh, I do have How about we get it on? The I'll live let it show play is going to end. We're going to let it play out for the last All minute right. after the live show. So, hey, thanks for hanging, buddy. Have a great Fourth of July weekend.
2: You too. Enjoy. I'll talk to you during the week.
1: I will talk to you this week, and we'll try to hook up. Yeah. All right, everybody. Here's Raven with Hell Patrol. It's going to end before the show, but if you listen to the podcast later on, you'll get the whole thing in there. Take care, buddy.
2: All right. Good night, bro. Good night. Happy 4th, everybody.
1: everyone have a happy fourth of july weekend take care i'll see you thursday